Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Archive Panic. I am your host, Jacob Russo. And I'm Ben Nevin. And uh, what are we discussing today, Ben? We are discussing the 1981 film Dead and Buried. Dead and Buried. I don't know if it was intentional, but this uh, October has just been filled with some uh, pretty decent little ooky spooky movies. Some nice stuff. Yeah, some pretty decent films, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Up until this this point, this is another film that, once again, I would not be against having on at a Halloween party or that kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm, a pretty mm -hmm. decent film. I had never seen this before. uh, Me neither. I had never heard of it until I watched that um, In Search of Darkness documentary. One of them, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, it was on there. And uh, it looked pretty cool, so here we are. (laughs) Uh, I liked it. So did I. Mm, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a bit of a slow burn. It is. It to is. begin with, it takes a while. To, well, it's weird, right? Because it's, it's. I say it's a slow burn, right? But the film starts off with like one of the most impressive kills in the movie. That is true. But before we actually right get the into fucking get go, so like, I don't know if I could call it a slow burn because mm. of that, because it kind of starts full throttle. It's a roller coaster. But it can you? Yeah. It, it's really good. It's pacing. It's very well paced. Mm. That's what I was trying to say. Mm. And it knows it knows exactly when to slow down. It knows exactly when. Just as it starts to feel like okay, this is getting a wee bit boring, we see some more of the kind of supernatural shit that's happening across the town. We get a little bit more of that. And just when it's starting to feel a little bit overwhelming, it pulls back and starts giving us some more kind of character moments, which is. Yeah, yeah just really, really well paced movie. But before we get into this movie, how have you been? What have you been up to? I've been very well, thank you. Thank you. I have been thoroughly enjoying this uh, this Halloween season. By the time this episode goes out, I may or may not be uh, out of the country uh, at this point. Sounds like you're being deported. <laughs> no, I, I'm going on holiday, you cunt. Like, <laughs> but by the time this episode uploads, I'm probably going to be in Turkey. Yeah, we should have all these October episodes out before you go. Should. Should. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, like, no, we'll have them ready to go. They'll, mm. they'll all be edited and ready to go. Mm-hmm. But they'll be uploading while I'm not yeah, yeah. here. Well, like, what I meant by should was, it might not be, who knows. <laughs> but, oh, they, they, they will be, they okay, will be. Okay. Um, as, as the editor slash uh, psychopath of this... <laughs> I, I would that's have, the thought, only, that's I would the have only, thought I was the more psychopathic one of it was, but okay. <laughs> Alright, you sit down and edit this shit then, see how sane you feel at the end of it. Or you could just do what I talk about half the time whenever I'm in this. <laughs> yeah, good point, yeah. <laughs> you could just be me! Just, just live your life as the immutable Jacob Russo. Mm. But uh, um, before we continue as Discover well... Discover what it truly means to be a degenerate. <laughs> I used to be a degenerate, I'm not anymore. Ah, well. Hmm. Aye. There is a couple of things when I was watching this movie, I was like, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, exactly. uh, but um, well, fair enough, yeah. Call really, uh, played Yakuza, Yakuza, uh, Yakuza 4, finished it. Need to start Yakuza 5. I started Yakuza 5, then I just haven't gone back to it. So Nice. Have you been watching any interesting movies beyond this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I did start watching, um, it's not a new movie or anything, but I did start watching Babylon. But I turned it off. I can't remember why. It wasn't that I wasn't into it. I just had shit to do. Fair enough. Uh, I've been watching uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead recently. Hmm. Very nice. Which is a lot of fun. Hmm. 
but I don't know what it's like. It's a great show if you're a fan of Evil Dead, but I I don't see it like drawing in anybody new. Yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Like it's very much kind of it's it's very fan servicey. Very yeah. Because oh, I look at this thing, kind of. I'll just lay yeah. this out here. I'm not a big fan of the Evil Dead. I like I've the only I haven't seen all the movies. I've seen the first movie. I saw the third one, and I saw the reboot they did. So I I. I'm not the biggest fan of Evil Dead. I really like the reboot, but I tried to watch Ash vs. Evil Dead and I just couldn't get into it. Mainly because, I think it's because I'm not a big Evil Dead fan. But you know. Yeah, it's definitely for like the the Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness kind of fan group mm-hmm. as opposed to those that like, like say the reboot or the original or even the most recent film, Evil Dead Rise, which is much more horror based mm-hmm. than anything else. But yeah. Yeah, but anyways, let's uh, get into this movie here, Dead and Buried. Uh, let's just go over some of the important information that we have here. Alrighty then. So, Dead and Buried, obviously, from 1981, directed by Gary Sherman. Um, the only two things I have seen that he's done that I have noted that I know about is uh, in the 70s, 72, I think, he did a movie called Deathline, starring Donald Pleasance. Okay. Which is about a group of cannibals living on the London Underground. Uh was pretty good <laughs> it's got a pretty funky soundtrack to it and he also did poltergeist 3 which is shit so um <laughs> he also did a few oh, episodes God he also did a few episodes of coronation street so there you wait. go wait are you fucking serious yeah you gotta start doing episodes of coronation street no way yeah this was also written by ronald Sh- uh Shusett. I think it's my parents' name and Dan O'Bannon. They did. Uh, they're probably most famous for writing fucking Alien. So uh, you know, that's all they need. They all, yeah, uh, Alien. Dan, o- Dan O'Bannon, uh, also dating back to our John Carpenter reviewing days. The which, s- <laughs> star of uh, Dark Star. The star of Dark Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan O'Bannon. It's good to see his name again. Although Too he right. says he does say though that he had nothing to do with writing this. It was mostly Ronald Sushit. Um, they just needed to get his name on it so people would go see it because the advertising for this movie if you watch the trailers or uh, from the writer of Alien yeah yeah. Uh, this movie had a budget of oh, actually I'll let you guess what did this movie have a budget of Fiverr uh, nah I'm kidding I'm kidding let me I'll, I'll give you a, a genuine guess uh, so let's say 81 so it was probably filmed like late 70s uh, I imagine it would have been filmed in 80 uh, yeah probably 1980 yeah so in 1980s money I don't know like a couple hundred thousand no this had a budget of uh, five to six million dollars holy shit <laughs> what <laughs> what do you think this movie made at the box office I'm, I don't even want to guess uh, have, a, have your best shot take your best shot and I'll say it's, let's say it's made let's say it made its money back let's say five to six million dollars this movie made a grand total of two hundred sixteen thousand dollars one hundred sixty six oh that's bad this movie did not do well at all that's so bad <laughs> and it didn't come out on VHS until like you know five years or something oh, after God, this that's a shame because this is such a fucking good movie it is uh, IMDB out of ten what do you think this has oh, I, I know it's six point seven six point five oh I misread it then. Mm. Rotten oh, wow. Tomatoes. What, uh, let me just bring this up because I forgot to write it down. Uh, oh, you're a fucking genius that you are. I know, I know. Uh, all right. Also well prepared. What's the critics score, do you think, on, uh, out of 100 on Rotten Tomato? Critics. 72%. Not far off. 68. Ah, the, come on. 60. Can we not get one more percent in that bad boy just to make it funny? What do you think the audience score is? audience score again I'd probably say quite similar to the critics like six, maybe 70% odd 
58. Fuck off. The, criti- the critics like this movie more than the, the us. <laughs> the normal people. I really like this movie. The but, normal people. <laughs> the normies. What the f- you fucking Tory. What the fucking <laughs> conversation is that? Now you listen here. <laughs> I'll have you know. I am actually the sixth uh, Duke of Maybury. Shut the fuck up, you poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got rid of HS2, motherfucker. Aye, uh, aye, 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 too soon, too soon, too soon. <laughs> Nobody listens to this show to do to listen to British politics, especially you Americans. You have all your own politics to deal with. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can't you can't laugh at them considering the shit show we're in, though. <laughs> to be fair. At least we don't run the risk of getting shot if we voice our political opinions. But nah, no. we'll just starve to death. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um... Slow and painful, yay! <laughs> but no, this movie's pretty cool. This is like one of these, um... Uh, probably the fourth type of sort of Lovecraftian movie we've done in this. And when we say Lovecraftian in this sense, I don't mean like... Uh, yeah, it's not like a cosmic horror, like no, unknowable fucking entities and shit. It's closer to his work in, or at least the original version of Reanimator, not the film, because the film has very little to do with the actual fucking story. Yeah, this feels like more of like a sort of Charles Dexter Ward type thing. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I, I am shocked that it did not make dick at fucking on the fucking box office you know so it's a shame really because it is a phenomenal uh film with some fantastic performances throughout you're fucking uh it's the most sinister i've ever seen grandpa joe from willy wonka and the chocolate factory you say fact, that now you say that now <laughs> but it is known that grandpa joe was a horrible horrible person in real life no in the film <laughs> oh, a right, horrible yeah, co- yeah. have you not read that fucking there's like that theory and the shit goes about Reddit every now and then it'll resurface. Yeah, well, like Grandpa yeah. Joe is like a horrible motherfucker. Yeah, who's like this, just this absolute asshole of a human being. But yeah, let's let's get into this movie. This fucking I, underappreciated. I wouldn't say masterpiece, but underappreciated. Uh, a hidden gem. Definitely, <laughs> certainly. Have you oh, not read it or something? A hidden gem. Oh. I said a hidden gem, not le hidden gem. I know, they, I know, but Reddit calls everything that everybody's seen a hidden gem. Have you ever seen a movie called The Shawshank Redemption? Truly a hidden gem. Fuck up, Reddit. All right, let's mm. just let's just say right now, Reddit is shite. So everything's shite. Everybody's shite. Yeah, you're shite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. We're all shite. But this film's alright. Briefly off, uh, just just briefly, very, just briefly, very off topic. Do you remember, right, in okay. the in the the ye old days of circa two thousand six, two thousand seven, eight, right? Right. PlayStation Home. Yeah. Do you remember when they used to show movies on that occasionally? Oh yeah, that shit was fun. It was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people got groomed on that shit, but whatever. <laughs> I made friends with a German man in his 30s and I was like fucking 14. I don't know what was going on in that. Man. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking, wasn't that, like, wasn't that that guy that went by the name of Dog? That was a different guy. Oh, was that a different guy? That wasn't an American. <laughs> but, uh, that was Why, an, every time you say American you laugh? You're American. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how I feel. But, um, 
But no, that was a different Depends guy. Depends on whether the fit was on. That was a different. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a different guy. You know, that was a guy that was. Uh, he told me he'd been in prison for something, and that didn't raise red flags. I was sitting there, I was like, ah, I'm not going to ask you what for. It could be for anything. Then he sent me a picture of himself in a fucking bondage gear and dressed as a dog. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet was it's wild. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that is- if, it so was, if you weren't getting groomed on fucking that, it was Habbo Hotel you were getting fucking shit amongst. Well, the pool's closed due to AIDS and all that. Uh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Either that or some cunt asking you for gold for a picture of your boss in RuneScape. Like that I, used, I used to uh, I used to scam people in RuneScape sometimes. Did you? Mm-hmm. How? I would uh, try and offer them like some super hot armor I had, but then I would just give them like 10 <laughs> logs and steal their money and fuck off to the, the wastelands. Where they were trying to catch me, but I would kill them because I had the armor. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Nothing. That's what they did. You are an evil motherfucker. Yeah. But anyway, dead I and really want to play Red Dead Online with you at some point. I feel like that would be fun. I don't think I can play that, but yeah. Um, anyway, Aye. dead and buried. Holy fuck. So, uh, the film begins with a black and white still image of a small town and credits playing over it. Yeah, this uh, credit music, right? See when this credit music hit? Yeah. Normally when you're watching like an um, 80s horror movie, you're expecting like some creepy noises in here. This sounded like it was, this and the first five minutes of this scene felt like it was going to be a cheesy romance movie, right? Oh yeah, so when does, the, yeah. So when the piano music started, started playing... I was pouring. I was going. To, I was getting ready to pour myself a, a glass of Maker's Mark, right? Okay. And when that piano music started playing, I was like, Nah, nah, nah. This is classy. <laughs> this is a classy movie. The Penderins coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna grab the malt. <laughs> I'm gonna grab the Welsh whiskey. I'm mm. not drinking. I'm not drinking bourbon during this shit. <laughs> Come uh, on, what do you yeah. take me for? Some kind of philistine? Yeah, and then the, this piano music's playing as the scene's playing out. You know, saxophone gets added to it. Then it starts yeah. to sound a bit like see, a, a we, cheap old porno movie. Yeah, but, you yeah. Know, whatever, whatever. We then see the title card, dead and buried, isn't all red. And once the title card fades away. Colour is restored to the frame and motion is also restored as the town begins to sort of come to life. Mm. Which, having now seen the full movie, very nice touch. Mm. Very nice touch and thematically very cool. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? That that's how the film kind of starts in such a way that if you've... Like, I I didn't notice this until obviously my second time watching it when I was taking notes, but I was like, holy fuck, that's... That's really fucking cool and like a really awesome bit of like foreshadowing. Yeah, it was. And uh, I watched this movie twice as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, so a VW camper pulls up on the beach and a young man gets out and begins unloading his van and uh, walks down the beach with his camera in hand looking at... And now looking at the rocks in this beach, right, and how everything looks, I'm like 60% sure this is where Charlton Heston started screaming about them blowing it up. I'm like I'm like a solid sixty percent sure this is the beach for Planet of the Apes, or at be. the very least, if not that beach, then it's the beach from the all the small things video from Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, it's California, so probably it's one of those two. Mm. I'm convinced. Mm. This guy though, uh, Freddie, the guy who plays him. Um, yeah, you might know him from uh, he plays the the sheriff in that killer snowman movie, Jack Frost. Yes, yes. The, he plays he's he plays the same character in Jack Frost one and two. He's one of the few characters that survives that movie and turns up in the sequel. 
also, interestingly enough, did a screen test to be uh, Han Solo. So, <laughs> in an alternate universe, this man is Han Solo. <laughs> in an alternate universe, Harrison Ford isn't dead and buried. <laughs> <laughs> it's the main character. Can you imagine him going ape shit at the end of this movie? Yeah, but no, this this whole no 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 no. The Freddy Freddy was did a screen test for Han Solo. Oh yeah, fuck, never mind. Yeah, but uh, anyway. So the man starts taking photos of a wide variety of things on the beach, such as rocks, laid to waste, uh, fishing equipment and whatnot, until his camera lands on a beautiful young woman. Lisa Blount. That's, uh, I was going to get to that. Oh. <laughs> it says, that's a really good camera, isn't it? Uh, she correctly guesses that he's a professional photographer based on the quality of his camera. And then they both in- begin a guessing game where they each try and guess each other's name. Uh, the woman guesses the guy's name is Freddy, to which he replies, "All right then, I'll be Freddy, and you can be Lisa." See this whole I've situation. I've always wanted to meet a Lisa. Lucky for you, lucky for him, because this as as an individual is played by Lisa Blount. Last seen on the show in uh, Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. But uh, yeah. this whole situation, if this, if I was Freddy in the situation, I would be dead already because you know, if somebody came up to me and was like, "You look like a Freddy," call him a bitch. I'm not, I'm not accepting that. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not accepting a Freddy. What's wrong with being called Freddy? It's a shit name, that's why. No, it isn't, eh? Sounds like Freddo. <laughs> and Freddo is one of the best chocolates in the world. And who else is called Freddy? But Freddy from Scooby-Doo, and he's a cunt, so... Yeah, okay, yeah, his actor turned it to be a dick as well. Uh, the guy in the live action. How? Uh, transphobic shit. Is he? Yeah. I just know he's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar, so... Yeah. Aye, well, whatever. Yeah. Aye? Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame, because he also plays my favourite Jedi Knight. He's also in Mass Effect 3, if we're going down this route. Yes, he is, yeah. But, uh, yeah. And in uh, Dragon Age as well. He's the bull. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, no, Freddy, this is where this scene starts to turn into a, a the... softcore porno movie. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know, this is like, if I'm going to, I don't watch softcore pornography, you know, because they're shit but like if I was to watch one I'd want it to be this sort of quality just so I can what it's corny as fuck oh hell yeah makes it funny (laughs) makes it funny nah man it's just this is like we're like we're barely even like hold on like let's build up to this okay so the two flirt back and forth culminating in uh open quotes Freddy uh taking a series pictures of Lisa (laughs) <laughs> uh, which gives us this wonderfully strange line mm-hmm. uh, you look wonderful I'm going to put this in Playboy Bear in mind, she hasn't taken her kit off yet she's just <laughs> posing for him in the beach I mean Playboy isn't all nude oh yeah there's articles in there too isn't there you no, fucking no, no, pervert no, no, all the, see, the, see the photographs right <laughs> I played Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 right aye alright <laughs> get to fuck as if that's the reason come on to fuck no, I know is, we got, don't get Playboy over here I know you've got some scud books under your mattress don't fucking kid on I've got Zoo or something <laughs> but no um, nor Nuts magazine whatever the fuck it was called but, um, oh yeah yeah but no sort of turned into anyways the is, point right? is she gets her tits out Aye, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and I was sitting there going, ah, in the first five minutes of this movie, they're trying to get the they're trying to get the teenage boys in. Seven minutes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seven minutes into the movie. <laughs> right. They're, they're wanting to get those teenage boys in. Um, yeah, yeah. It got uh, my attention. I'll we then get jump scared by a cunt in a hard hat. Because uh, uh, she says to him, oh, do you want me? And she's like, oh, right here. Right here. here she right. Says, right. Throws his fucking ascot to the ground. and. <laughs> Throws his hat away. Goes and gets ready to engage. And, uh, mm. 
<laughs> you know, attention. Fucking, uh, it, it sounds fun and, you know, it looks fun, but fucking around the beach is not. It's not, man. It just gets sand everywhere. It's shite. <laughs> it's no nice. No. Don't, don't, lad, don't do the fucking Star Wars quote, you asshole. I wasn't going to, but... Oh, were you not? No. I thought that's why you were laughing. It's not even the first thing that came to my mind. What was it then? <laughs> Just fucking on a beach is shite. Oh, but, right, okay. uh, but, you know... See, the first thing that came on my mind was the sex on a beach. Come on, move your body. No, fuck's sake. I like the drink. But, you know. The drink is good. Yeah, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's about... He's so ready some, to fuck. some random geezer in the heart hat jumps out from behind Lisa and several other men appear and begin beating the shit out of Freddy. Yeah, where the fuck did they come from? Yeah, they just, they just like, materialise. Yeah, this movie goes from being a porno to then just turns into Eden Lake at, like, the fucking drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Freddy is then tied to a tree with a fishing net and several people gather round to take pictures of him. Uh, one of the mob says, Welcome to Potter's Bluff. Mm-hmm. Before dousing the poor man in gasoline, and then another individual is then goes up to Freddy and sets him alight. And throughout all of this, you can hear like the clicking of like the cameras and stuff, and the shutters opening and closing and all that pish. Well, at least uh, I actually know because he survives. I was going to say, well, at least he wouldn't have had to endure burning for long. Because uh... nope, because he survives it. Well, uh, actually, 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 right? See, when you get burnt that badly, it does eventually just burn away your nerves. So after a while, he wouldn't have felt anything. But <laughs> still, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not exactly it's not exactly comfy. No, uh, it's not. It's not like he sat a wee bit too close to the radiator. or the cunt was on fire. Right? It's not. Oh, this is inconvenient. Oh. Yeah, it's like a bit warm, isn't it? It's, mm. uh... oh, my balls are gone. <laughs> oh, my eyes melting. That's not good. That's oh. yeah, that's idea. Oh fuck, there's my lips. Oh, wait. Did oh, you notice shit. though, jumping forward a little bit? When there goes was... my whistling career. Did you Did uh, you notice though, moving forward, jumping forward a little bit, when he's all bandaged up in the hospital, he still has his eyelashes. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we then see the fire department putting out the VW camper. We saw Freddy emerge from at the beginning of the film. Yeah, someone's uh, moved his body in there. Mm. Yep. Danny, a local police officer, pray, played by James Farentino. Did you look up this guy's personal life on Wikipedia, by the way? Not his personal life. He, said he was arrested for, like, stalking his ex-girlfriend and shit. What he's, the fuck? He's dead now, but uh, he was <laughs> so, you know, we can say all this shit. But uh, yeah, he was arrested for stalking at one point, and uh, he had Jesus a, Christ! Uh, he had, I think, he had problems with alcohol. So well, well, whatever. <laughs> that. Oh wow! Yeah, he he was mostly a TV actor. He did a lot of. Um, yeah, wasn't he in Days of Our Lives at one was point? Was that or Dynasty? One, well, I don't know. Dynasty, that was it. He was yeah. in Dynasty yeah. for quite a few episodes. Mm. So he then radios for help as the quote-unquote meat wagon uh, has yet to appear. Yeah. We then see Harry, uh, played by Robert England. Yeah, this is one of his more early film roles. He'd done TV before this, I think. Well, no, early-ish. I mean, Nightmare came out, what, 84? Yeah, but he'd been his earliest film roles. I'm talking about he'd, he'd done oh, yeah, stuff Oh, yeah, he'd done TV. quite a fair bit of TV. He was, he was on V. In, yeah, V, <laughs> which he was very famous for at the uh, time. That done very well. Yeah. He was a nice guy on V. Yeah, yeah, that. he was playing a lot of best friends. A lot of, uh, for some reason, he played a shit ton of Southerners. I don't know why he got typecast as a Southerner. Because he looks creepy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's exactly it, yeah. He looks I'm sorry, good Southern US, but some of you look creepy. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm just going to let that sit. And the South will come for you. 
He didn't win that one time, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident I could beat them this time around. <laughs> uh, just... <laughs> Way down south in the land of traders, right on the way. Out of the way, out of the way. Dixieland. No, well. Oh, fuck that. Anyway. Well, Harry asks if the county would let him have the van for salvage. Enter Dobbs in the meat wagon, played by I, Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dobbs reaches out to the corpse of Freddy to begin oh, no, no, looking no, for right, the corpse right. of When death. he arrives, he's fucking oh, yeah. blasting oh, yeah, He's jazz. blasting classical music from like 1938. I think it was jazz, but yeah, sure. Yeah. 30s jazz. Yeah. yeah. That's a great entrance. It's like somebody driving down the road nowadays listening to like blasting. What do people blast nowadays? I don't know. I don't keep up with that. What the f- why the fuck are you asking me for? I don't know. The weekend, maybe? I don't know. I mean, when we were growing up, it was fucking... Uh... It was Scooter, like hardstyle music. <laughs> scooter. Yeah. Scooter. Jumping all over, all Avicii over the world. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. Uh. Oh, don't diss Avicii. Avicii was fucking I class. I will Avicii. One of his songs in FIFA 23. Oh, it's mate, fucking, fucking shite. No, mate, Bass Hunter. I was How Bass Hunter. fucking good was Bass Hunter back in the day, man? What was one of theirs? Uh, it had a song about Dota. Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, so Dobbs reaches out to the corpse of Freddy to begin looking for cause of death. Uh, he doesn't find one, because there isn't one. A loud as fuck scream uh, lets us know that, that that Freddy is still alive, although not that well. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. You should also mention that the effects of this movie look pretty good. Oh yeah, um, they're fucking dynamite. Did you see who did them? No, I didn't. Stan Winston. Oh, so, that explains yeah, a lot. Yeah, so. Stan Winston, an absolute legend. Uh, when it comes to special effects, yeah, having worked on countless movies. I mean, this is 81, so by this point, he's already very well established. I don't know. I think he got, like, most... I think he got his, you know, his fame from doing the Terminator movies. And that, I, that's, that was, like, his... That's where he got mainstream fame, but I'm talking about was, in terms of, like, industry-wise. He was yeah, already very well established at this and point. this was before Terminator, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah Terminator yeah. was, what, 84? Yeah, 84. Yeah. Fuck off, same year as Freddy. Mad. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. So, we then cut to the next day. Danny walks into a local cafe where he discusses last night's crash with a few of the locals. Mm-hmm. No doubt breaking countless, like, laws in terms of, like, police procedure and all that. I don't think he is breaking any police procedure because people know that there was an accident there. Um, I bet he's giving out information on the guy's well-being. Uh, in the hospital, which I'm pretty sure there's, like... Small town in the 1980s, who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh... But it was, mm. he's discussing the crash with a few of the locals. We get... Uh, Harry, he then gives a lovely bit of exposition regarding Danny's background in criminology, mm. stating that he had he went away from town, got his big degree in criminology, and then came back to help us little folk. Uh, we also get a great line of one of the guys ripping into him. It just says, "If you can't solve a traffic accident, what are you going to do if a crime happens?" <laughs> Which genuinely got a laugh out of me. I was just like, "Okay, no, that's the kind of shit I would hear in like." <laughs> That's the kind of shit I would hear in, like, you know, local pubs and, like, down mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Like, we both grew up in a fairly small town. So, that's the kind of shit you, you would say hear. say fairly small town. I think it's, like, the biggest small town in Scotland or something like that. But, yeah, sure. I'm, t- I'm, most- I'm mostly talking about growing up in... Not in the actual, like, the town town. I'm talking about outskirts. We're talking about, like, the schemes, like, Goddletoe, Dregan yeah, in sure. my case. <laughs> sure. I'm talking about growing up in Drekon. Mm. You would hear a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Danny then shouts for Midge to ask for a pot of cop for a bit of coffee, 
Uh, the camera pans up to reveal the woman we saw light Freddy on fire. Ooh. Uh, who we now know as Midge. Uh, What's babe- Midge short for? What? What is Midge short for? Midgeret. Midgeret. Well, like, I, know, Madge, I know that Mo in The Simpsons calls Marge Midge, but yeah. is that... I don't know. Is it Margaret? I don't know. Oh, Marge is Margaret, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Also, so I suppose maybe it would then also be Midge, yeah. Margaret. Back to the movie. Also, this cafe looks dirty as fuck. Yeah, but don't, you just know it would serve fucking great scran. Mm. Like, see when the it's the, the same, dust adds to the flavour. <laughs> it's the same, see, any time you walk into like a roll shop or like a, either a roll shop or a takeaway, right? Mm. The dingier the takeaway, the better the food. Every single time. See if it looks fucking brand new, like spotless, they've just had everything redone, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the worst chips and cheese and donor meat you've ever had in your fucking life, oh, right? I can, I can attest this. Uh, see outside, if you go into um, a right wee fucking scummy place, man. Mm-hmm. Dynamite. Absolutely oh, I, dynamite. I, I Best man in the world. No, I can attest this. Uh, fucking uh, in Glasgow, in, um, depending on who you ask, it's either the Calton or fucking Bridgeton. That's uh, predicting. Near where friends of the show lived, uh, there was right. a shitty little. What about that? Ch- what about that Chinese place? It was down the road for you. That was straight up a front for the mob. <laughs> I was pretty good though. Um, <laughs> but no, no. But this, this, this roll shop, this uh, roll and slice place, right? Yeah. Went in there after a heavy night of drinking. Mm. Just got a roll and slice. Best roll and slice ever. Nothing better for that. Nothing you know better for a hangover you know? though. Nothing better for a hangover than a roll and slice. Ah, I put some haggis in there as well. Oh, black fucking dynamite, man! No, roll and black. Wait, wait, wait. Roll and black. What this place was no, called? Let me, let me no, level no, no, up your this game. This is just finishing. Go on. This is how. This is how else you know it's going to be a good place, right? What was it called? Food fellas. I know that place. Mm, well, what, down the Calton. Aye. Alright, well, it was good. Aye, food fellas, it's class. And then there was Dino's up by. Uh, Dino's is alright, aye. Dino's didn't actually look like a shitter, though. It was just. I was just alright. But, uh. No, I'll tell you, level up your game right now, okay? Black pudding, bacon, fried egg. Mm. In a roll. With mm. brown sauce. I don't like brown sauce, but yeah, sure. Get it up, you. But I'm telling you, brown sauce, fucking. Unbelievable! It cures and your this, hangover instantly. And this is explaining why everybody in Glasgow has a lower life expectancy than <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, because <laughs> we eat shit. This explains. <laughs> this explains why I can hear my arteries at all times. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> well. They sound like they're in pain. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> but uh, this cafe does look like you know they season their their food with the dust that settles on the fucking tables, but and it still tastes amazing. Uh, and this town looks fucking dreary as shit. And this was something I wanted to talk to you about, right? Yeah, there is something about coastal towns that is just dreary as fuck, right? Fuck you! No, there is, right? Let's just look at it, right? I me, live in a coastal town, you cunt. Yeah, and I, me and you grew up in a different one as well. So me and you grew up in a coastal town. It was dreary as fuck, right? It was. Yeah, dreary as fuck in the winter. In the summer, it was beautiful. That's a bit strong, but yeah, sure. It was. <laughs> but there was a sort of sense of, fuck this place down there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, there yeah. was, yeah. There was that... a sense of quiet desperation, right? Yeah. And now yeah. you live in a different coastal town. Let's just face it, it's not great. <laughs> Go on, keep digging, you asshole. I don't live in a coast town anymore, so I can't really talk. I can't talk from my experience. Yeah, exactly. But this one... This place is lovely. Is it? I? Yeah, mm, okay. lovely, yeah. Sure. The but, drugs are great. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you can f- also feel the... No, nah, but coastal towns uh, always have that kind of element of like... <laughs> that kind of... That's like... Especially during like the winter months. Mm-hmm. 
it just gets bad, man. And so like, don't get me wrong, being in a coastal town during the summer, nothing better. Fucking love it, man. It's it it makes it makes the shit in winter worth it. But like, oh my god, when winter hits, it hits like a fucking honestly, it's like Mike Tyson with a knuckle duster. It's just fucking done. But set in a horror movie in a coastal town. Phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. But set in a horror movie in a coastal town. Genius move. Yeah, we've already shit. seen it with The Fog. Mm-hmm. And it works just as well here. Hell yeah. Although the, the actual coast doesn't really come into play in this movie. Not really, no. But it's just you can, a nice setting. You can kind of feel it in the yeah. town, though. Like, it has that kind of vibe to it. Just a nice setting. Yeah. Yeah. Although we do see it in the beginning of the movie, starting out on the beach and whatnot, and then this following scene as well, we get another night at the docks. We see a lonely sailor drunkenly singing and ranting away to himself mm. about how much he fucking hates boats. <laughs> he's just he's Wait, drunk was this, being... Well, before this, wasn't there the whole... Uh... No, this, this is immediately after the cafe scene. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this drunk guy just... Just in a, like, I, I think he boat. was just... I fucking hated boat. He's purely improvising this, Yeah, by I don't the way. think he was giving any direction. I think Not there. a single moment of this is scripted. like, be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a bottle of Jim Beam. Have some fun. Like, that's just... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He fucks off set. <laughs> just like, okay. You told me to have fun. But uh, the sailor takes a seat in front of, like, an old boat or, like, a wall of some kind. He also feeds some booze to a dead fish. He does, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. hilarious. He's like, drink up, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and then laughs to himself about Here's it. how I know this guy isn't, like, a proper, like, drunk fisherman, though. Go on. He says, like, this conversation is terminated. I don't think a fucking blue-collar fisherman that's drunk off his arse is going yes, to use... Yes, they would. ...is going to use the words terminated, you know? Yep, they yeah. would. Yeah. Definitely they would. Because think radio etiquette. Oh, probably, I suppose. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think this guy uses proper radio etiquette, though. I don't think he does, but still. <laughs> but, uh, so he sits down in front of this old wall, which is promptly bust through mm-hmm. by an unseen assailant wielding two fish hooks. Well, I'm guessing right in the eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, a group of townsfolk just appear in front of him and yeah. begin to take pictures of the attack as the sailor is repeatedly slashed and stabbed by a man with a harpoon. Yeah, do you think the townsfolk... Because they never really answer how these people get there so fast. There's a couple of instances where I'm sitting there like, were they just hanging there the whole time? Yeah, I feel like they just kind of hang out and wait. There's one later on, it's a hitchhiker, we'll get there, but there's a hitchhiker that they kill and was like, do they just agree that somebody's going to pick up a hitchhiker that day and then they're just going to take him to this one specific place? Yeah, yeah. And they'll just be waiting for her there, or... Or does that, like, <laughs> does the violence summon them? Like... They still need to get there, though. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who knows? But, uh... Fuck the final. Hmm. So, we then cut to the coroner's office, played by none other than the late, great Jack Albertson. Grandpa of course, Joe. Uncle Joe. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe, not Uncle Joe. Grandpa Joe. Who the fuck is Uncle Joe? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dobbs walks Danny through the various things he's had to do to get bodies ready for oh, viewing. But before this, any uh, wonderfully he, macabre scene. Uh, but before this, he's joking with him about uh, his assistant. Oh yeah, his assistant fucking dealing weed apparently. Uh huh. He's like, uh, oh, what was it? I w- that uh, strange weed that you and your schoolmates like to <laughs> are so fascinated with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, when uh, Grandpa Joe here is talking about uh, Dobbs, uh, is talking about like all the methods that they use to, like, uh, make bodies presentable and shit. Um, 
the fucking sheriff is sitting there just acting like he's never heard this before. But, um, you know, this is all fairly common shit. There's a guy on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a channel, the Wired channel. I don't know. But they yeah, bring fairly in, common shit. Yeah. Now, 1981. I suppose not many people really knew much outside of the industry. Not really pe- many people really knew all but that much guy, about what goes into preparing a body for viewing. Yeah, but this guy he did, he's done a few videos where like he's answering questions and stuff, and they're like, "How oh, do you keep their eyes closed? Do what they use now?" What? Because he because Grandpa Joe's talking about uh, putting Thought sawdust in there. Sawdust, yeah. <laughs> no, they use like they're essentially contact lenses, but they're like really thick and they have spikes on them, so it just keeps their eyelids shut because it you know just. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, he just talks about this shit quite a lot. It's, it's mm. interesting. Interesting. So stuff. Dan then asked the doctor if it was possible that Freddie was burned elsewhere, mm. and that his body was then placed in the car to make it look like an accident. Detective work. The phone rings before the doctor can provide a full answer. We then cut to the boatyard, where he says, "Well, this certainly wasn't an accident." <laughs> Danny then makes his way to the local hotel to check if anyone had left the hotel without paying. The this hotel guy. owner is called guy. Dan Wright. This guy is an enigma. <laughs> I, I have been, we, we've both been discussing this part of recording, right? We, neither of us have been able to come up with an answer as to whether this guy is gay or just camp, right? And or I thought he was just gay or southern. Or but, just, yeah. yeah, whether he was gay or just a, a, a southern gentleman. Yeah, he sounds like a you know a southern belle, but he's a fat, balding man. So Who has my name. Yeah, <laughs> it was very odd. <laughs> Yeah. But no, like, I, I would try and do his voice, but I can't do that. It's very, I'm not very great at doing Southern voices, but he's very, like, um, what's the sheriff's name? In this movie? Mm-hmm. Danny. Nah, Sheriff. Your wife is over here a couple of days Please ago. Please stop. Please <laughs> it, stop. It does sound like that, though. And it's like, what are you, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? What the fuck kind of question is that? I can ask that. Can you? What are you? A person? A, 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 a... <laughs> what? No, do not finish that thought. Are you a person? Are you a zombie? What are you? Uh, mm, <laughs> fucking thin ice, my guy. <laughs> are you a mannequin? What are you? Uh, fucking mannequin Skywalker. Uh, anyway. I Hayden Christensen's acting, I Hey, he's <laughs> fucking good in the prequels. Fuck you. Anyway, so the hotel owner has some of the weirdest line reads in this full movie. He does. <laughs> uh, he's searching the room for something. Jesus Christ. For, yeah, he's searching the room for something. To, you know who he sounds like? Mm. Mr. Garrison from South Park. So he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean yeah. when I say that? He sounds like Mr. Garrison from South Park. Just when you said that, just that, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he does. <laughs> also, that hotel looks disgusting. He's, it sounds uh, like a mix between Mr. Garrison and Mr. Mackey. Like, if you put those two voices together. Alright, I was going to say, which one's Mr. Mackey? It's easy, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But no, that hotel was pretty gross as well. Yeah. So, he's searching the room for something to indicate the missing photographer's name. At which point, this is when we get that line that, jeez, he goes, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And I thought he was going to get pissy that he's like, just like the sheriff's like, continuing to look through no, shit. No, but then but he just turns around and just says, ask your wife, she knows him. And I was like, what the fuck? All right. What are you trying to say, Ben? Ben. What are you trying to... You dick. I mean, it's the 80s. He could have said a lot worse. Uh... <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> let's fucking let's leave it there. Uh, it was the eighties in this movie. It's not now. So where were we? Ask your wife. She knows it. Yes. Danny goes home to confront his wife about the photographer. Uh, apparently, the photographer's name is George Lemoyne. His wife's pretty hot. I mean, yeah. She's yeah. a. I was trying to think of other things she's been in. I don't think I've seen her. Not in a lot, else, no. to be honest. No, no. Yeah. Well, whatever. But it becomes apparent that the photographer's name is George Lemoyne, and he sells photographic equipment to the local school. Hmm. The next day, Danny talks to the school principal. This who, guy with the fucking best voice ever. Did you oh, hear that shit? Oh my god! It's like such a deep bass. Of course I know I'm the principal. Of course I know. It was fucking like Christopher Lee shit. Like, just the... He's <laughs> fucking... Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's Darth Vader. Otherwise known as cavities on a stick. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that shit. Uh, speaking of, uh, Christopher Lee's actually in the other movie that... Get, uh, um, it's called Gary Marshall, but that's the guy that did um, these sort of shitty 90s romance movies. Gary Sherman, um, Christopher Lee was in Deathline. Briefly. Oh, really? Briefly. But oh uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. So this guy has the best fucking voice ever, and he informs Danny that not only did they not buy any equipment from George Lemoyne, they didn't buy any new equipment whatsoever. Mm. So sorry, Danny boy, but your wife's full of shit. <laughs> your wife's fucking. Uh, but, no. <laughs> I mean, she could be. She could be. Uh, <laughs> Danny visits a hospital to discuss George's state with the doctor. And even if we find out, even if George pulls through, he'll be difficult to understand as the fire completely burned away his lips. And yet he still has an eyelid. With eyelashes. Not just eyelid, but eyelashes as well. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we then see Lisa walk into George's room in a truly terrifying scene. Uh, we really get to appreciate... Hey, uh, Freddy. Yeah, that, that line <laughs> fucking terrified me, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, it's proper fucking insidious and like, oh, it's it's great, I love it. And uh, we really get to appreciate uh, Christopher Alport. He's the guy that plays uh, George slash Freddy. Uh, his performance here, we get a close-up showing this pure fucking terror. And most of his face is covered. The only thing you can see is one eye and most in his like mouth. In his teeth, yeah. In his teeth, right? But he still manages to convey this level of fear. Mm. And just pure, as I said, abject terror. And it's just an incredible performance uh, from... Uh, Mr. Alport, very yeah, well done. He's good, and uh, he's in a few episodes of the X Files. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we then get to my least favorite thing in any horror movie: eye stuff. Uh, Lisa <laughs> then fills a needle with air, stabs him in the eye, and injects it. Hell yeah! Isn't there a kill in um, ah. Halloween Two that's syringe through the eye? I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen. I don't Halloween think you 2. see it. I think they find the body, and there's like a. There's a bit eyes. where they stab Michael in the eyes. That's in the, the first, first film. Yeah, yeah. He gets shot in the eyes. Yeah. How does that cunt able to see? I don't fucking know. Hmm. Anyway. He has black devil's eyes anyway, so maybe he couldn't, you know, maybe he was just pure instinct regardless. Probably. Anyway. Uh, I always get that, see that, those the blackest eyes the eyes. always get immediately jealous. I get those two those two speeches <laughs> always switch places in <laughs> no, my I'm head just picturing Michael Myers just kind of swimming through the Pacific Ocean just taking little nibbles and some sailors that are <laughs> stranded in the sea oh it's a shark it's you could probably you could probably mix those two together fairly easily probably 
Because they both have a similar tempo. That bum 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 Yeah, you can do that. It's Corporal Myers. He's gone crazy. He's nibbling on people. He thinks I'm his sister. No. But uh, yeah, gets stabbed in the eye. He dies. Yeah. We then cut to the funeral as Dobbs complains to Danny about him not finding George's true identity. And I quote, If you had found a family, they may have asked me to perform some of my magic. Gotta put in that hustle, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's not the hustle, that's the... That's the fear, is what that is. That's fucking horrendous. <laughs> you bring me Christ. a body that smells of meat? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it smells of burnt steak. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, we then cut to night time as a hooded figure arrives at Danny's home. Uh, the hooded figure is revealed to be Janet. Uh, Janet hands Danny a roll of film and asks them to deliver it to Ernie's, which is a local store. Uh, she claims that it's something that her students shot. Yeah, it's the, it's the um, it's a drugstore. Yeah, of course we now know. Where they get photos developed there. Yeah. Of course, uh, it can't be something our students shot because we now know that that place doesn't have any cameras. Yeah. So next, we see a small family driving through town as they stop by oh, a local diner. This family after annoyed the fuck out of me. Why exactly? Right. Oh, they just argued all the time. The kids are pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so like any other family. Uh huh. And, and it's like life. I saw a light, David. I saw a light. Oh, you, you, you thought you saw a light. I saw a light. Like. <laughs> Then the kids just sitting there the whole time, like, because the head has blood force trauma to the fucking head. No, he, them crashing he, the car. He had his fucking head on a soft chair. <laughs> yes, at full force, but yeah. a soft chair. A soft chair at forty miles an hour. Should have been not fucking seat- soft. He should have been wearing a seatbelt, wee dick. But you know, still would have cracked his fucking ribs at that point. I hated this family. God damn it, man! So much. So, upon asking where the local gas station is, Midge asked one of the patrons, Hey, Freddy. <laughs> can you sell these folks some gas? Freddy turns around to reveal that he is indeed the same Freddy that we saw die in the hospital. Oh. Uh, Midge and Harry then get up to watch the family drive away. They both stand at the window looking pure. You know, they're just standing there. Do you, do menacingly! You, do you think they, like, phoned up the rest of the town and be like, yeah, we got some suckers going over to this Yeah, room yeah, yeah. Hide you turn on the light. Hey, yeah, yeah, you're not going to fucking believe this shit, right? <laughs> we have got the perfect... <laughs> the got these two perfect, assholes. <laughs> we've got these two assholes and their kids just came in, right? <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's, let's fuck them up. Let's get the knives. <laughs> get the cameras. Bring the cameras. <laughs> be sure to bring be sure to bring that flash that looks like the front of some cunt's truck <laughs> there yeah. is what like one of the flash bulbs and that is like four flash bulbs in a row it looks like the front of some guy's truck yeah yeah uh, the next time we see the family uh, Ron swerves to avoid hitting someone in the middle of the road as they're driving through the fog crashing the car into an electricity pole the family get out of the car and make their way to the nearest house to ask for assistance but the house is completely empty with the exception of of a jump-scaring piano. Right. <laughs> this is another thing that annoyed me, right? Go on. So the wife's walking through this house being like, no, I swear, somebody lives here. Yeah, yeah, right? somebody lives here. I saw a light earlier. Yeah. There's fucking cobwebs everywhere. There's dust all over the floor. Nobody's there. Probably stinks of shit because nobody's been in there for like 20 years. Yeah. 
How does nobody notice this? How does she not notice? Actually, she does briefly notice it, but then the husband's like, no, I'll go see if there's somebody in the basement. She's yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. It's like, <laughs> she now knows. You don't need to <laughs> yeah. just leave. <laughs> so, as you're saying, Ron heads down to the basement. They're fixing the fuses in the basement. While his wife and son look through the house, we get a pretty decent fake-out as a shadowy figure stalks towards a pair and frightens the shit out of them, but it turns out it's just Ron. And if this house was occupied, she's just going to raid through this. These she's just going to raid through these. Con- yeah, because she looks in the fridge and finds it's empty. Because mm. uh, she's looking. To be fair to her, she's looking for ice for the boys' heat. Mm. So you know, fair play. <laughs> Immediately after this jump scare, a strange man busts through the window holding a cleaver and says, "Welcome to Paris Bluff." While another man takes pictures in the background. Thus begins a fairly decent chase scene. Uh, as a family run away from the mob all through the the house eventually climbing down the side of what i imagine to be like some I, kind of I, ivy or something yeah i did like it though when they're upstairs they open one door and it's midge and then uh they open another door to the bathroom and it's fucking freddy yeah 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 <laughs> he's just like hey there <laughs> he's just in the middle taking a piss hey <laughs> just, uh, and, uh, occupied <laughs> <laughs> he's just holding his burnt dick but then uh you know they, they crawl down the side of the house and uh yep, get in their car and they fuck off uh, however, one of the townsfolk is in the car with them, and after a struggle, we see what appears to be an open head wound on the no, intruder. No, no, like, we can straight up see wound. their fucking brain. Yeah, 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 but do you see? Do you did you not get how that happened? You hear like a crack. Yeah, because uh, what's the name? Pull the, the hair. The wife yeah. pulls, pulls her hair. Yeah, and, and there's an almighty crack. Yeah, and a big portion of skull comes and, out. Uh, and what's his name? Grandpa Joe does say at one point when he's talking to the sheriff about what he has to do to like uh, yeah, yeah. make bodies presentable. He does say at one point. He's like, I took scalp from the back and put it to the front when there was none. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's that person. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. so the they eventually managed to eject the intruder and drive away, speeding through the town and past Danny, who hits one of the townsfolk with his police cruiser. There is now a severed arm attached to the grill of his car. Which he dis- even, yeah, he doesn't even see it until it like touches him. Yeah, which distracts Danny long enough for the person to get back up, knock him the fuck out, and grab the arm and bolt. <laughs> Causing Danny to chase the individual into like a barn of some kind. <laughs> you know, if I, was, if I was Danny, you know, and I've just hit this guy with my car and his arm's severed, but then yeah. he just gets back up and takes his arm and runs away. I wouldn't chase him. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> like, what's he going to do when he catches? So, like, we need to swap insurance information. Come back. <laughs> He's already disarmed him. <sighs> you smug son of a bitch. Why? Oh, this isn't a look of smugness. This is a look of disappointment in myself. Oh, right, okay, that's fine then. Uh it's good. You're doing my job for me then. I don't need to be disappointed in you. You're, you're doing that yourself. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for saving me the effort, mate. Mm. Yeah, but he chases this guy into a bar and then we get the, yeah. the animal jump scare. Oh, yeah, we get jump scared off a fucking chicken. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was a chicken. It flew out the window. Yeah, you can hear it going... Danny then emerges from the barn having lost his target and heads back home where Janet polishes silverware. Well, Danny looks through the bedroom drawers trying to find bullets. He shouts, asking if she's seen, like, shells anywhere. Where did you go to the beach? Yeah. No, bullets! And it's like, okay, that, I'll be honest, that annoyed the fuck out of me. 
I mean, shells are specific to shotguns. I know, but if she doesn't know what shells are and he has to say bullets, she probably just doesn't pay attention to guns. So I don't yeah, but not he's looking for stuff for a pistol. So he wouldn't uh, be looking for yeah. shells anyway. Yeah. I mean, he would he only be say... looking for bullets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who cares? <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I get it. See what uh, I mean? Like, that's, yeah. it's just, it's purely set up to have a shit joke in there. Yeah, then he finds the fucking... He finds a book on witchcraft and voodooism. <laughs> uh, perfect for exposition. I'd take that book, I'd read that. He also finds a weird looking knife. It's uh, a cool looking knife. Yeah, he confronts Janet, who claims that she has bought them for a class uh, to try an attempt to keep the kids interested with spooky shit. It's good argument yeah yeah to be fair to her that's i mean that would i would accept that but like no yeah fair enough kids love spooky shit (laughs) but you know this is the 80s the height of satanic panic and all that shit so yeah so they're probably just so he's he's you know if a if a little edgy teenager was found in the radius of a murder you know danny would probably think he did it (laughs) so you Mm -hmm. know prick but uh you know it is what it is so we then see Harry call in. No, no, no. The... There's a, there's another thing, right? All right, go on. Um, so his wife's also like, uh, "Did you pick up the film?" Oh yeah, and she says, and he oh, I forgot. And then she gets pissy at him, right? Which yeah. fair enough. But to be fair, he is dealing with two murders. Yeah. And he seems to be the only cop in town. Give him a come a little bit of slack. <laughs> Just a wee bit, mate. Like, come on. Come a little bit of slack. He didn't pick up the fucking film. Yeah, calm down, him. He's he's got two murders on his hands, right? Yeah. And it's about to become three. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Is that Harry pulls calls in to report a late model Ford that he pulled out of the water? Uh, we, the audience, recognised this as the car that Ron and his family escaped in the night before. Yeah. Uh, nothing was in the car except from the kids' toy airplane. <laughs> Fucking Robert Englund's like, he's not playing with it, but he's holding it close to his chest. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of fucking around with it. Yeah. We then cut to Ben, the local old hotel owner. Sheriff. Yeah. Walks into into the station and tells Danny that he just saw George Lemoyne pumping gas at the local station. Once again, telling him to ask your wife. Ask your wife! (laughs) What a dick, man. Like, what an absolute dick. Anyway, Danny watches his wife give a lecture on voodooism to her young students as she talks about how the voodoo practice of the idea of the voodoo zombie. Right, this idea that you could bring someone back from the dead, provided that you have their heart to like contain somewhere else, then yeah. you can take bring them back and control them and all this pish. This, right? is, this is essentially the the scene from Wicker Man, more or less. He goes yeah. to the school, except less <laughs> barging in, and being like, "Oh, you're all heathens." Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, did you notice that one of the kids is the? Uh, yes, one yeah. of the students does appear to be the same young boy that we saw traveling with his father earlier. Mm-hmm. And as he's going to the classroom, he walks past these two girls. They're like, "Hi, Sheriff." Whatever the fuck his surname is. Yeah, yeah. Those creepy little bastards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then cut to them filling up on gas, and Janet completely seems to not recognize Freddy whatsoever. There was also uh, she uh, covers for the whole. Because um, uh, remember how you were like, "Oh, well, we now know that her buying photographic equipment was a, was a lie." He br- he brings that up. He brings that up and to what she no no he doesn't bring it up. She says, "Oh, so you're the spoil sport, and yeah, yeah." And she went, "What do you mean?" He says, "It was meant to be a surprise from the P- the PTA bought it. It was supposed mm. to be a surprise, mm. like a gift to the school kind of thing." She's good. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? She's you know? good. She's also horny as fuck. She just girl boss gaslight fucking whatever the rest is. 
She's also horny. Gatekeep, as, that's it. Gatekeep, yeah. girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. That's it. Yeah. She's also horny as fuck. She's the. Yeah, she is, yeah. yeah. So we then cut to a hitchhiker who jumps into a truck headed for Potter's Bluff. She has a weird shaped nose. Yeah, she does, yeah. It's uh, very. Uh, very pointed up the way. Very elf. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute, though. Yeah, she's alright yeah, until her head yeah. gets fucking smashed in, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> the driver then hits him with the sales pitch for Potter's Bluff, hitting him with the, oh, it's an amazing place and all that. It's not like the city with all your murderers and thieves and all this. Before pitch. she gets in the van as well, she, she doesn't seem to notice that the back window's all fucking busted out. Yeah, and, yeah. He's also sitting there, like, are you sure you want to get into me? I could be a dirty <laughs> old man. <laughs> <laughs> Cunt. Anyway. <laughs> She's also wearing a, a military jacket. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty hot. See, we're revealing all of my interests. So, he so he's hitting out. The, yeah. <laughs> so he's hitting out with the sales pitch before reaching into the glove box and pulling out a camera. The woman is then snatched from the car by the usual townsfolk. Yeah. Before getting her head fucking caved in by a large rock. We don't <laughs> see the impact. No, we just see the body afterwards. What we do see, however, is the next day her body is taken to the coroner. No, 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 once no, 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 again, no, hang on, hang creepy on. as fuck. Hang on, hang on. Go on. Were those townsfolk just waiting there? I've, we've this got is, to assume yeah. so. I mean, like, this, this is, this is, this is the, the most egregious yeah. example of the townsfolk just fucking appearing in places, right? Do they just get like handed like a? a do they just get a phone call at the start of the day, being like, "All right, it's old, it's old Barney's time to go fetch a a, a body. Let's go wait in the fucking boatyard." Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's going to drive down the road, try and find some hitchhikers. Mm. Pretty much. Fair enough. That's how I imagine it turning out anyway. And here we have this movie's version of the uh, this next scene in the coroner's office. Is this movie's version of Woody's restoration from uh, Toy Story 2. Yeah, pretty much is, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a close-up of the corpse's head while the coroner says, I will make you beautiful again. You can't rush even, art. <laughs> even more beautiful than before. Uh, it turns out Grandpa Joe is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> uh, we then see various devo- dissolves showing the coroner working on the body to reconstruct this woman's face, stripping her back to a skull and then rebuilding her layer by layer. This scene is seriously messed up and I kind of love it. Oh, that's good, but seriously, the first time I watched this, I was it is very, there. It is very similar to the... <laughs> To the scene in Toy Story the, 2. The toy, res- the toy restorer, I was sitting there being like, huh. You can't rush art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was watching it and I was just like, oh I can man. almost hear the music like, <laughs> when I was watching it. It's like fucking... Yeah, Grandpa Joe just lifts up her foot, wipes away... <laughs> wipes, wipes away the name. <laughs> wipes away the name Andy that's just in Boston or shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, so he then says another masterpiece completed beautiful now you can sleep peacefully see when he's putting in like uh, he opens up her eyelids and there's no eyes in there that is still like a prosthetic head and shit it looks fucking real oh yeah it looks pretty good I think they only swap out when like uh, he leaves and then yeah yeah so he leaves the room closes the door and a mysterious figure steps out from the shadows the hitchhiker then rises from the table and looks directly to the camera He's Meanwhile, a- Danny is informed that the bits of flesh he scraped from the front of his car after the car crash mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from earlier had been dead for three to four months. I know you're wrong. Yeah. So back to the lab, the doctor runs further tests and the flesh recovered from the incident. Looking at it through a microscope, 
The doc makes an important discovery, but before he can go and tell Danny, he is assaulted by the townspeople. Oh, this is like the best and the worst kill. Yeah. Who insult two? Who insert two tubes up his nose and, and Robert pump England's acid one of them into does it. him? Yeah. Robert England's one of them does it, so he's in on it. Yeah. Now, despite the fact that the dummy that is Bef- used in this scene is we, a very obvious dummy. Before we continue, like yeah. we just mentioned that Robert England was one of the ones that were helping yeah, kill yeah. this guy. Did you notice that when the hitchhiker was getting killed, one of the people taking photos is uh, the coroner's assistant boy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so everybody's in on the shit. Everybody's there, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, where, 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 I, so despite the fact that this is, the dummy that is used in this scene is very obvious. It's very clearly a dummy, right? Mm-hmm. Despite that, uh, though the effects done for the acid it's pretty good. are not only good they are disturbingly accurate as to what acid injection actually ingestion even actually looks like yeah i won't explain how but i have seen photos of that yeah that's <laughs> um we, we won't go any further into explanations other than the <laughs> internet in the early 2000s and 2010s oh, no, was not even wild. not even early then you can still get them now <laughs> You can find them on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Also, gore grind. Well, so... Let's move on. <laughs> Carcass is a great band. But, yeah. They are, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, the next morning, Dobbs waits for Danny at the police station. He claims that someone stole the right, body I just want to talk about this of the young hitchhiker. I just want to talk oh, about sorry, this effect a little bit. It is fucking gross, right? Yeah. So the tubes go up his nose, right? So he's basically... Um, He's gonna taste that shit as well. Yeah, because like, it's gonna go. It's gonna go like through his uh, sinuses and that. Yeah, anybody's put shit up their nose will know what I'm talking about. But like you know, and then like uh, his his head starts bulging like these sort of like black bubbles coming out of his head and shit. Yes. It is so gross. I love it. It's it's pulsating and shit. It's fucking. Fantastic. Yeah, it's very. It's a very well done effect. Yeah. Stan Winston's a goat. <laughs> he is. The goat. No, he's a goat. He's no. a greatest of all time because he's not the greatest of all time. Who would you say is the greatest of all time? They're all tied. <laughs> For all the good ones. There's Rob Bottin. There's Tom Savini. There's... Uh, I don't know, man. I would put... I would say Stanton Winston's got to be the GOAT, man. He's got to be. Ooh. The fucking Terminator, man. Not just that, but the scene where he's like... Where the Terminator's like ripping the skin off is like his eye and all that in the first film. Agreed. And then but in the second film where they do they do like all the stuff with like twin shots and that with uh, Linda Hamilton, her twin, and like mm-hmm. shooting that, it's very well done. The back of the Terminator's head where they left it open to redo the chip and that deleted scene that got I put see back your, in. I see your Terminator and I raise you the thing. Motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> nah, you know what? I'll, I'm going to throw a third hat into the ring. Right? Right, this, right. Is, this isn't a Winston thing, okay? This mm-hmm. is another artist, okay? Screaming Mad George. It depends on what you're looking for. I find his stuff a bit too rubbery. See, I like that and that it looks a him kind of and mental. The, him and that John Carl Beekler guy. They kind yeah. of are in, the, in that similar sort of vein where I'm like, yeah. I know, but come on, some of the, like, the bug stuff he does in Silent Night, Deadly Night. You have to he, admit, he that stuff's good. That, that bit he did in whatever Nightmare movie it was where, he, where the girl turns into the bug. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was pretty good. But I want to say that's Nightmare 4. I can't remember which one it was, but it was it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the Roach Motel. You can mm. check in, but you can't check out. Squish. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. 
What? Hotel California. No. Yeah. That's basically the line from it. No, the line is from the Roach Motel adverts. I know, I know, but, you know, there is also, they took that from Hotel California. You can check in any time you like, but you, but just you can never leave. It's the only Eagle song I like. Oh, come on, you fuck. Life in the fast lane. Don't like it. Actually, Heart Aches Night is pretty good. Gonna be a hard night. Life in the fucking fast lane. That song was ruined to me when Limp Biscuit fucking sampled it, right? Fuck Limp Biscuit. <laughs> the original was great. Actually, saying that, there's a recent Limp Biscuit song I was listening to that I didn't mind. Fuck them. It was called Dad Vibes. I don't give a. F- <laughs> Wait, what? It's called Dad Vibes. <laughs> what the fuck? It's pretty. It's pretty good. <laughs> they're 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 very self-aware. Oh no! <laughs> Fred Dust has become self-aware. We need to terminate the Fred Dust program. <laughs> mm. I mean, their most recent album is called Still Sucks. So. Oh yeah, they know. Yeah, they know. <laughs> I will for right. This is going off on a bit of a tangent, but I will forever say, and you're keeping this in. This is my statement to the world, right? Go on. See if Limp Biscuit didn't have Fred Durst in it, they would be more respected than they are now. Because the rest of those guys are fucking good. Yeah, that's mm. that's just a given. I'm not mm. going to argue with you on that. Wes Borland's a great guitar player. Yeah. Fucking, uh, what's his name? John Otto, fantastic drummer. He's a jazz drummer, for fuck's sakes. Right? Yeah. Can't remember, but actually I do remember the bassist name. Sam Rivers, fucking great, right? Funky ass bass lines. DJ Leifel can suck a dick, and you know, he's... he's... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Waka whack, 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 whack. Who cares? But like the rest of them, Fucking great. <laughs> Fred Durst. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Fred Durst is a strange person. No one knows what it's like. His fucking behind blue eyes cover. Yeah. <laughs> With the fucking talk and speak. Yeah. L I M P. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I was listening to Limp Biscuit this week. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, anyways. <laughs> so the next morning Dobbs waits for Danny at the police station he claims that someone stole the body of the young hitchhiker he worked on the previous night I did like this line delivery he's like what did somebody steal a body yes <laughs> he just kind of turns around like Whoa. what the fuck yeah. <laughs> for real uh, Dobbs, dug then, her up. Dobbs then reveals that Janet had been to see him recently questioning him on voodooism and witchcraft we then get a request from St. Louis that the body of George Lemoyne is transported back to uh, his hometown, which apparently is St. Louis. In Missouri, he he must have travelled f- very far to get to the coast. Yeah, from Missouri to west to like coastal California, I'm assuming. See, we're never actually told where this is, are we? I know, I know the town's got a name, but it's never really stated what state it's in. Unless it says on the sign and I just didn't notice. I didn't notice either. I don't think it does say a state. Hmm. I just assumed California. Yeah, or one of the more East Coast ones, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Mm, who knows? Anyway, uh, Danny goes to visit Dobbs, but finds there's nothing there. Cut to the graveyard, where we see Sam pulling up weeds. Danny orders Sam to dig up the grave of George Lemoyne. Daniel then continues his search for Dobbs across the town with no luck. Also, when this guy is told to dig up the body, right? See, when he actually does start it, he does it like a child that 
Yeah. He's just kind of looking at him, <laughs> making sure he's gone away. Yeah. Like, I'll do it, but not because you told me to. <laughs> he's, just, he's making sure that he's gone and he'll just fuck off somewhere else. But uh, as soon as he's away, he's gonna. As soon as uh, Danny can't see him, he just sparks a fag. He's like, right. <laughs> yeah, that's plenty. He's like us during PE, you know. <laughs> I wasn't smoking at that point. No, but like making sure we're not being watched and just not doing what you're supposed to do. We we were very different in PE in school. I don't give a shit about PE. I loved it. So, well, let's see here. Right, Danny continues to search for Dobbs across the town with no luck. Uh, just as he leaves a room in the funeral home, one of the drawers opens up and Dobbs emerges from underneath a sheet. How did he do that? I don't know. Hmm. But it was cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So Danny returns to the graveyard just in time for Sam to finish digging up George's this grave. Whole, this whole scene was very X-Files. This, this very whole movie, X-Files, This yeah. whole movie I could actually see as an X-Files episode if they oh, yeah. uh, streamlined it a little bit. 100%, yeah. Uh, I mean, they... Although you did make another mention of it that this film would make an awesome... Uh, Mike Flanagan type Mike thing. Flanagan series. Yeah, yeah. It would. Like, he would, do, he would do really well with this. The idea, like, the whole small town thing Flanagan's really good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen that with, like, with Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. That he's really good at like encapsulating that kind of environment on film. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like he would do really fucking well with an adaptation of Dead and Buried. Yeah, I think this would be a very good adaptation of Dead and Buried if he was to do it. Um but yeah, this uh this does remind me of the X Files this whole bit. I mean, they did do an episode in the X Files on Voodoo. Um except it was more uh, you know, <laughs> witch doctory than this is. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, the X Files is good. <laughs> but there is a, there so is actually an episode open in particular. Go on. There is actually an episode in particular that reminds me of this. And it's not even a voodoo one. It's actually the first episode of the X Files. Oh wow! Okay. Where the uh, the exhuma grave and they open it up and there's I can't remember if it's the body of a it's like a body of an ape that's <laughs> in there. There is actually what actually in the voodoo. Oh, like one, the fucking the mermaid kind of thing like the fucking the monkey with the fish yeah. tail on it kind uh-huh. of thing. actually in the voodoo episode speaking of opening up graves and shit uh, it's not a grave but it's the freezers that they keep the bodies in right uh, somebody's dead so they go to take the examine the body and they open they open up the little fridge the body's gone it's a dog <laughs> so you know <laughs> it kind of reminded me of this so, so yeah okay so uh, of, of course they finish digging up the grave they open the casket and find nothing inside except from old tattered clothes that are like wrapped around something Mm. He unwraps the clothes to reveal a still beating heart. Yeah, the way they reveal this heart makes uh, it's almost like they're like this film. It was, this was in the eighties, so they had a big three D thing in the eighties, didn't they? Around this time, early. That's 80s. a little bit later. Eighty three, like a fucking yeah. uh, Nightmare Part Three. No, not Nightmare Part Three. Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Yeah, so a little. A, a year later. Of, a couple of years. Two years later. Two years later. Yeah, but no, it's just the way they revealed it. it was like he was like holding. Yeah, it, to it was the all. Camera. It was very similar to that, like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It also looked like a. It's not 3D, it's 3D! It also looked like a, a pig heart. Cause, it did, yeah. Yeah, we had to dissect those in biology class. I didn't take biology because I was scared. <laughs> I mean, all we did in biology, the only things I really remember doing in biology was dissecting pig hearts once, and we also got mm. to make our own yogurt. Not from the pig heart, but we got to make <laughs> I was going to say for a minute there, that's a, that's a fucked up Muller corner. Like, it's just we, the corner's just chopped up meat. We got to make our own yogurt, except the shit part of it was we weren't allowed to flavour it with anything, so it was just... Just cream? Yeah. yeah. Pish. It was shit. So we then see Dan take multiple photos of <laughs> one, Freddy. One more uh, thing about... The, 
one more thing <laughs> about biology station. class. Oh, one go more on, thing go about on. biology class. Um, we were also taken occasionally outside of the school to walk around by the river, right? Okay. Because, um, you know, biology, you're also dealing with plants and all that shit, right? So um, we're looking at all these different types of plants. And there's a plant that used to grow around the river at school called Russian bogweed. Yeah, yeah. And if, and if you touched that, it would burn you, right? It was a... Uh, like not like if you touched it with like you know steam would have smoking and all that shit would come out what it would do it would blister your skin and yeah, then it was like skin, a chemical bond yeah and then your skin would be uh, really sensitive to sunlight they didn't tell us about that until like a few people had touched it fucking <laughs> so it assholes like, so we're like oh yeah it's Russian bog we don't touch that and everybody's like what <laughs> wait what why <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't touch it, but like, but like, everybody's like, "Whoa, get away from that shit!" But, Wait, everyone just turned into a fucking Futurama characters. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> everybody turned into neurotic Woody Woody Allen's. You know? Yeah, well, Gliven. Eh? That's not Woody Allen. That's fucking Professor Frank Frank from Find the Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Well, Gliven. Eh? Yeah, that was very Jerry Lewis. Mm. <laughs> biology and biology was fun. I preferred chemistry. We got to blow shit up. It was great. We got to use bin mortars as well. Yeah, we? but we got to blow shit up. Uh, so did we occasionally. Put alkali metals in water. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, it was great. Uh, also, <laughs> I've told this story on there before, but also nearly set my teacher's tie on fire. I used to throw pencils that had set on fire in the bin mortar at people. <laughs> Didn't you get a pencil lodged in your head at one point? That was in, that was in, that was in IT com- class. Yeah, that was in computing. I remember because I was coming, I was going, I think I was late between classes because of, I can't remember exactly why, but for some reason I was late going between two of my classes and was walking through the corridor and I just seen you walking towards me and I was like, oh fuck, it's cub, nice. And I thought you'd been, at the time there was that like the, the big prank in the school was to go around just drawing on people with pens, like just draw a line on somebody mm. with a pen, right? And you'd been penned, that was you, right? It was such a shit prank, right? But it was like the thing that I was doing. So at first I thought, oh, oh fuck, he's been penned and he's away to get... And then the line moved and I was like, oh fuck, that's, that's blood. blood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I basically said to you, what the fuck happened, man? And you were just stood there, calm as fuck, bleeding from the head. Just calm as fuck, just being like, oh yeah, uh, this cunt threw a pencil at me and uh, it gets stuck in my head and I made the mistake of pulling it out. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, now I'm just going back to class so I can grab my stuff and then I'm getting sent home. And you just, you said that and then just fucked off in the opposite direction. Yeah, when I was actually in the, when I was actually in the, when, when in the nurse's office, she put on rubber gloves and she was like, and she legitimately said, just in case you've got AIDS. Yeah. Like, like, I'm like, oh, what do you think I'm doing? Because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just casually fucking shooting up at the back of the school. I shouldn't to be fair it was to be fair it was fucking Greenwood Academy and <laughs> so I know people that did poppers at the back of the, like the, the school yeah. bike sheds <laughs> so, yeah. yeah wouldn't yeah not uncommon Ayrshire schools <laughs> just Ayrshire in general man what a fucking shit heap of a place mm. anyway back to the movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright so we then see Dan drive up to the the petrol station take multiple photos of quote-unquote Freddy yeah. and then speed off to the police I station. Thought, I thought something was going to happen when he keeps taking these photos. Like, I thought it was going to go into like a get-out sort of thing where like... Oh, it's like triggers like some kind of mad response in him uh, when he starts yeah. trying to kill cunts. Doesn't, he's just confused. Yeah, he's just confused <laughs> as to why this random geezer's taking his photo. 
I am beautiful, but why here? Yeah. Why, why here? Why my work, fuck's sake? Like, <laughs> this uniform does not bring out the colour in my eyes at all. Just wait till I'm covered in gasoline. Ooh. Ooh. Hot. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> Sorry, that joke's below me. Uh, so, and then rushes to the police station to send a telex. What the fuck is a telex? Is it like a fax? Um... I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck's I don't a know. telex? I wasn't born in the 70s. I don't know what these things are. Yeah. I yeah, imagine so it's like a... I imagine it's kind of like a telegram. I, right, just going by the name, I'm assuming it's like a telegram and a fax <laughs> put together. I don't know. Okay. Uh, send a telex to Providence, Rhode Island, requesting a check on Dobbs' criminal record. He also asked her to send the photos he took to St. Louis to prove that their missing person is here. Providence, Rhode Island is also where uh, H.P. Lovecraft was from, so... Yeah, nice little reference. Mm-hmm. He then makes his way to the store to pick up the film he got developed. Uh, Ernie takes his hand out of his pocket to reveal that he too is also a corpse. As we see, like, his hand is all, like, cut up and, like, there's, like, like stitched back together. Do we know their corpses yet? We have a rough idea, given <laughs> the... At this point, given the fucking... The, the big fucking mm. speech from the teacher... Mm. like Janet who, and, and again every time I've, I have to say this man every time Janet's name is said in this I keep doing the Rocky Horror picture show call outs in my head so every time somebody says Janet in my head a full crowd of people just go slut and, mm. <laughs> I don't, so I don't and it makes it <laughs> and it makes it hilarious to me oh no it's nothing to do with the movie it's everything to do the call outs are all like from the theatre show and like mm. actual showings of the movie as opposed to like just watching it in DVD and all that shit but yeah, yeah that's fair he goes to pick up the film. I, uh, <laughs> my brother used to work in a photo development. Oh, in, really? In Asda. So I never knew that. Yeah. To, so he used to tell us some weird shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, some of the photos you would see. So yeah. occasionally he's like, I've never seen so many chubby dicks in my life. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, Old people fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ugh. the punchline. Ugh. So Danny exits the store and bumps into the doctor, who he'd already seen die previously. He looks a lot like, and I don't know if you've... Did you ever watch Stargate SG-1? A little bit. He kind of looks like the, the Admiral guy, the guy who's in charge, bald man. Uh, yeah, kind pa- of ginger. Like a passing resemblance. No, he looks yeah. a lot like him, but chubbier. But he's also in, he's also Scully's dad in the X-Files, and he's in Twin Peaks. <laughs> he's basically playing okay. the same character in all three of those shows. Oh, okay. He's like a military guy, like I'm pretty sure in... Um, I don't know what I think in Stargate they're the 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 army or something, and X Files yeah. he's uh in the X Files he's in the navy, and in uh, Twin Peaks he's in the air force so he's got all of them, so yeah. <laughs> he just needs to do a movie where he's in the Coast Guard next, and that's him. He's dead. Ah fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no oh, yeah the Coast Guard's yeah the, the Coast Guard's a military branch. Coast Guard's different yeah. It's also the Marines so they count them yeah, as yeah Marine Corps yeah thing. yeah. <laughs> I know because I remember I was in somewhere with in America right with some Mormon thing, <laughs> but they were asking everybody that used to serve in the military to like stand up and they went through like each military branch and somebody said the Coast Guard and I was sitting there I was like that's a it's a shit one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he, pretty much everybody, pretty much everybody in the the US military takes a piss out of the Coast Guard. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Stopping drugs getting through? Everybody having a good time? Fuck off! Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you st- you stopped us for having the Christmas party. You're showing a dicks. That's what you stopped. We don't we don't count the Coast Guard as a different branch, do we? It's just the Navy, isn't it? 
Yeah, uh, the Coast Guard is considered part of the emergency services as opposed to the military. So the oh, Coast right, Guard okay. is up there alongside like the like ambulance and police. fire, uh, ambulance, police, fire brigade, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Do we count the TA as a separate military branch? I think, yeah, the territory was separate, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. UK military, woo! <laughs> The RAF does have a pretty cool logo, I will say. Yeah, the SAS is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Syria, that Iranian embassy siege, that was pretty cool. Hey, <laughs> it was though. They were going, <laughs> they were bursting through windows and shit. It was like cool, yeah. submachine guns shooting the shit out of terrorists. That you know that you know that raid is the reason why like the the MP5 is used in so many like mm-hmm. spy films and all that. Mm-hmm. It's because of that siege. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time they were ever publicly acknowledged as existing as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, up until then, they were watching this on uh, TV. Up until then, they were the secret, a secret service. Yeah. All these British folk were just watching this on TV being like, holy fuck. Holy fuck, they're real. <laughs> some real Chuck Norris shit, mate. Yeah. Is this a canon movie? Where is this? <laughs> a canon movie. It's just Delta Force. <laughs> anyway, dead and buried. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Danny exits the store, bumps into the doctor. He fills the doctor in on everything that's happened so far, but the doc tries to brush him off. You're in a high-stress job there. Yeah. So he goes back to the police station and is informed that Dobbs was fired from his last position for making, and I quote, unauthorised use of dead bodies. He was fucking... And he was ejected by Rhode Island Medical Society in 1969. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we never really... It's never really explicitly said he's fucking... No, it just says it's unauthorised yeah. use, so we're assuming that he's, like, probably just done some of his mad voodoo shit. Probably slipped a finger in at one point, but, you know, he's... <sighs> it's like that bit from Neon Demon. No! I mean, probably, but yeah. no! <laughs> anyway, Danny returns home to review the film he had developed. He sees footage of a classic shagging stab. Mm. Starring his wife. Yeah, this whole bit is very sinister, like the the movie sinister. Yeah, the movie sinister, yeah. It's very yeah. similar to that, and I can't help but feel like that film t- draw, drew inspiration from this. Probably. All you need to know is, like, boards of Canada doing the soundtrack to the background of it. And then... Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I always uh, had this... We like... also see Dobbs in this film, who has the creepiest fucking smile on his face I've ever seen. Yeah, and Lisa Blount's there literally hiding behind a curtain. Yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> I always had this idea, right? So back when I was living in Glasgow doing degenerate things and uh, trying to do some music stuff uh, me and the uh, old family were discussing making a musical group and one of our ideas was to have some weird videos playing in the background as we're performing right and I had the idea of um, I had seen I, I had went through a phase of watching like found footage horror movies right just watching some good ones right so I had this idea of why don't we get a really grainy camera like a really shitty VHS camera, right? And then film our own sort of found footage style video to go with some performance, but make it look like a snuff film. <laughs> so like, yeah. Um, and that was a good idea, but we never did it. But uh, Thank fuck you didn't they? Yeah, and we would just play in the background just not explain what it is because like, a lot of people are like, oh, what the people fuck, put man? all these movies in the background. What movie is this? But nobody would know what this is. Yeah. So it would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> But, oh, that that could be quite cool though. It would have been. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we then go to. Uh, so 
Danny then runs to the coroner's office. At this point, he's screaming quite a lot. At this point, yeah, he's just screaming his fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> to which Dobbs states, look at my children. As Dobbs reveals that pretty much everyone in the town of Potter's Bluff is a walking corpse. A reanimated corpse. We get a wonderful performance performance. Uh, from Danny mm. uh, throughout this scene as Dobbs informs him that he made Janet and gifted her to well, probably say his real Danny. name. What, it, what was his real name? Uh, I have it written down the earlier. The actor's name? I had it written down earlier but I've since forgot it. Uh, let me just get it. Uh, I had it in my notes. I did mention earlier. <laughs> Apparently the guy who played Freddy was killed in an avalanche. What the fuck? Um, yeah, yeah. James Farentino. Yes, James Valentino has Italians a one, represent. A phenomenal performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. As uh, Dobbs reveal, uh, and refers to Janet as his masterpiece. Dan replies by pointing a gun at Dobbs, Dobbs and basically screaming in his face. And he found her in a car in the river or the sea. Yeah. Bloated uh, and... Bloated but even and her, her bloated gross. state could not hide her beauty. I mean... That's what he says. Bloated corpses don't look beautiful. <laughs> Unless you're a fucking psycho, like mm. Dobbs. Mm. Dobbs then says, uh, you can't kill me, you can only make me dead. You can't kill me, dead. You can only make me dead. Great line. <laughs> fucking phenomenal line. Uh, we then hear Janet walking in. And she starts saying... She starts repeating rambling. various different lines that we've heard throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, she says as Danny kind of walks into the house so like oh do you, what do you fancy for dinner and all this and basically all these different lines that she's already said up to this point mm-hmm. yeah because he says something um, Dobbs reiterates that the dead don't have any memories other than what I give them yeah Dobbs says something as well was like oh most of my children start falling apart after a week she could go a month without getting touched up yeah do you think <laughs> it was a point in time where they're doing the deed no. And then he leaves the room and she's like, oh shit, my uterus is falling out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go get Titan, bruh. Oh, fuck. Oh, don't. We had to leave the screwdriver. <laughs> Just sucks it back in. Fucking. Just shits back in. Oh, no, man. That's oh, fucking rank. Oh man, Mr. Dobbs, I got a problem. Your uterus again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, she queefed and just everything falls out. Like <laughs> just, just turns inside out. <laughs> just some black goo comes out. What? <laughs> uh, so we then after so do so sorry Dan then shoots Janet four times, causing her to realise that she's dead. He also she, touches her at one point. She then begins. Like she then begins repeating the line, please bury me. Damn, Dan. <laughs> please bury me. Mm. Dan turns around and empties his last two shots into Dobbs. He doesn't just turn around. Dobbs comes up and grabs him from behind. And that's when he turns around and shoots him. Turns around him. and shoots him twice, so it's yeah. like, what were you expecting there, Dobbs? Yeah. <laughs> the man's got a gun. <laughs> he then runs out into the graveyard, screaming out for Janet. Back to the coroner's office where Dobbs picks himself up off the floor. The whole town now gather round Dan as he is burying his wife, and he slowly <laughs> realizes as each of the town members go up to Dan to like try and help him up or offer a hand or something, he now sees them as they are for the first time. 
and they are all corpses. They all have various different bits hanging off. Their like skins like sloughing off their hands. They've got like major scars down their face. Uh, Harry in particular uh, has like bits of his face hanging off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He then runs back to the coroner's office and starts screaming again, and then he notices his own hands. Yeah, how 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 fucking sharp was that dirt he was putting into that grave? I don't know. <laughs> but he then notices his own hands, which yeah. are decaying. Oh no, no, it's before before this uh, before that bone. Yeah, yeah, but before off. that, um, what's his name? Dobbs like one more thing, Dan. He tells him mm. to look at the screen again, and that's when he realizes it because it's back to the fucking stab movie yeah yeah and it shows who was getting stabbed and it's him it's him he then sees his hands and which to which Dobbs says come on Dan let me fix those for you and it's a freeze frame ending and the credits roll oh Louis good really fucking good I think like, M. I Night watched thoroughly this, enjoyed this I think M. Night watched this movie what, in, what for like the sixth sense mm-hmm. twist I don't think so he was dead the whole time He's taking notes. He's <laughs> uh, just like, <gasps> steal that shit. It's the only time he's taking notes during an adaptation in his life. Fuck M. Night Shyamalan and fuck movie, The Last Airbender. Do you know what movie I found out that M. Night wrote? Go on. Stuart Little. Fuck off! He wrote Stuart Little. Oh, well. Hmm. Do you know in the original story, Stuart Little isn't a rat? Or a it's mouse? A, or anything? What is he? He's a human that just is like severely deformed to the point of looking like a mouse. <laughs> Yeah, that's why like no one wants to like yeah that's <laughs> he's just like a severely deformed human being that's mm. like really small and looks like a mouse you're a fucking freak so, yeah in the book he's just uh yeah you're a little white albino Stuart fuck you yeah yeah but then in the movie he's he's a mouse fair enough but uh dead and buried fucking love this movie the only complaint I have about this movie right? go on and <laughs> maybe this is just me being a, a degenerate. I wish Lisa Blount was in this movie more. Yeah, because she kind of, she gives quite a good performance to begin with. There's this like kind of siren-y kind of thing, you know, of like, you know, mm. almost a kind of harbinger of death. And then she just kind of disappears for the rest of the movie and just every now and then she'll show up but she has no lines. I like the rest of her performance though, but yes. Fucking can it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a pleasant surprise in this movie. I didn't expect anything like that though. Fucking pervert. I'm not living in Glasgow anymore. It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get my kicks somewhere. Times are tough, right? I have to get my kicks somewhere. <laughs> Times are tough, all right? <laughs> I have to watch there's only so many ta- There's only so many times you can swipe left and somebody in Tinder because you're fairly certain you're related, right? That's it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's only so many of the type I like in Ayrshire. <laughs> so. Aye, it's, not a, it's not exactly a fucking breeding ground for the goths. No. Nah. No. Nah, you need to go to Glasgow or Edinburgh for that shit. <laughs> uh, but Don't yeah. cry, it's fine. We'll get you a goth. But uh, Lisa Blaine, <laughs> I wish she was in this movie more. I actually quite like her as an actress, apart from, you know, the um, tits, tatas, whatever you want to call them. But, um... Fuck <laughs> off, man. But, no, she was pretty good. I would have liked to have her being a more sinister sort of yeah, presence I would have liked, in the movie. Yeah, because it starts out that way, where she's going to be like this kind of, you know... Mm-hmm. like femme fatale kind of thing and then she just kind of is severely underutilised for the rest of the film I feel uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think they could have used Janet a bit better as well definitely like, definitely Those although are only... I feel like if they use her more it kind of spoils the surprise at the end I that suppose. she's like thing with. So th- I don't know man it's a weird one I suppose but uh, yeah I mean 
Uh, I don't really have a lot of criticism against this movie at all. Um, it's one thing I will say is if you're going to watch this movie, because I was surprised at this. Um, yeah. I thought this was going to be like a straight up like weird sort of the dead rising from the grave type movie. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, a fucking no. cop film. <laughs> yeah, it's almost. a cop film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... pretty slow. If this was, if this came out now, it would probably be like put out by like A24 or Neon yeah, or something. Yeah, it has more than, this film has more in common with the likes of Seven and Silence of the Lambs than it does mm-hmm. uh, the likes of your Return of the Living Dead or anything of that nature. Uh, maybe not science. Feels like maybe if, not science. The lambs like an investigative type horror movie. So yeah, I would say the movie it does actually have more in common with is probably sinister. Yeah, sinister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or even saw to a certain degree. I don't know. With like the cop <laughs> plots of saw. Yeah. yeah. Never seen those. I need to get around to watching those. Some of them are really good. Um, a lot of them are shite. Mm. <laughs> I have them all. Yeah. <laughs> Along with everything else James Wan's ever done, but you know. I just haven't gone around to watching them yet. So your collection is mad. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. So yeah, that's that's us for uh, for Dead and Buried. The next episode, should our scheduling go to plan, our next episode will be our Halloween spectacular. Ooh. Which uh, we're not going to spoil what we're covering for you. We'll leave that for the actual Halloween episode itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these uh, last couple of uh, October episodes, Motel Hell, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> they've all been done pretty much by accident we didn't plan this <laughs> no no we were, originally, we were originally going to make October like an actual like kind of we had like an idea for October the ahead of time things just kind of ran long but, with John Carpenter yeah John Carpenter ran a little longer than we expected with between like personal things getting sick having to deal with family shit all that kind of stuff mm. and yeah just this ended up being our October it's been pretty good schedule which I'll be honest happy accident Hell yeah. That this turned out, but yeah, so yeah. thank you very much for listening. One thing I will oh, go ahead. One thing I will ask of you, right? If you like the show, give us a little rating on on uh, Spotify. Yes, you know? it very much helps. Uh, yeah, we, helps we're, grow the show. We're five for five, five out of five stars, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, some great shit. Yeah, so uh, d- recommend us to your pals, you know, podcasts, live and die on word of mouth and all they, that. They so. really do, yeah. So, uh, you know. Watching Evan's streams, where can you find you on Twitch? You can find me at Cyberman underscore 360 on Twitch and as Flying Scotsman 95 on TikTok. Hell yeah. And where about what about yourself, Jacob? Where are I don't you have a Twitch. <laughs> you don't you don't do the online thing, do you? No, I appear on your streams every now and again. Yeah, that's pretty much it. In the chats or in the actual thing, but you know. Yeah, and the odd occasion we'll do an archive panic stream. Yeah. Those are but, fun. But I, I, I keep out of the the streaming verse because I like my privacy. That's fair. <laughs> I just tell you about movies I like. I gave so. up my privacy for attention. <laughs> but no, I, I, I just tell you about movies I like. I have been, though, uh, um, toying with the idea of... Uh, I would need to get like a different laptop for this with some editing stuff. I have been toying with the idea of starting a YouTube channel just talking about, not movies this time, but... Music? But, yeah, but, mm. but I would need an actual laptop for that. So, <laughs> But, you know. Awesome. Well, uh, watch this space. Uh, when that does happen, we'll be sure to announce it here. Oh, well, it happened like five years from now, for fuck's sakes. But, uh, <laughs> cool. but you know. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to yet another episode of Archive Panic. I've been Ben Nevin. And I'm Jacob Russell. And we'll see you again next time. Ooh. What the fuck was that? Spooky. Fuck's sake. This movie is... This this episode is now dead and buried. Ooh. Fuck you. Oh! Oh! <laughs>